Welcome uh, to episode uh, 231 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Tuesday, people. Um, Tuesday, the 20th of July, 2000, 2021. Uh, I hope you're all doing well out there. Um, uh, I hope you had a good weekend. I spent um, my Sunday... Uh, roasting my ass off. Roasting? That sounds a bit, um, sounded like fucking radio DJ voice there, didn't it? Hey, guys. And uh, in uh, this week's charts, ah, a load of shit because it's not the 90s. Um, <laughs> ah, going back there. I never thought I'd be one of those people. Never thought I'd be one of those people. Like my parents. The music these days is shit. But um, apparently I have turned into one. So, um, yeah, um, my uh, my weekend was uh, uh, yesterday was spent roasting my ass off. Um, hang on a minute. I need to get a bit more comfortable here. I fucking uh, I got rid of. Um, oh, God, Jesus. I've got rid of uh, I've got rid of my sofa and my chair that I usually sit in to do this podcast. And um, it's, um, I'm sitting, at the moment, I am sitting on fucking garden chairs because this was my bright idea to move everything up to Hannah's, sit on a fucking garden chair in my lounge. And then when I am ready to move, I can just uh, pack up the garden chair and the rest of the shit in there and move it up in my car. That was... That was the initial plan, but now I've spent the last couple of days sitting on garden chairs, essentially camping in my own, essentially camping in my own fucking lounge, um, uh, which is not the comfiest. These chairs are fucking, they're all right to sit in the garden with. You only ever usually sit in there a couple of hours, didn't you? But when you're there, there ev- all day, all day, every day. Um, all day, every day, uh, bit of Django Unchained there, um, uh, when you're sitting here all day, every day in a fucking garden chair, Jesus Christ, my ass is fucking killing me, um, they've, the, the cushions have already gone on them, they've already been flattened down, because I've just been sitting and fucking sleeping in a fucking garden chair, like I'm sitting outside. Like I'm some sort of like sunbather who, you know, who's got like really fair skin and needs to be in a you know, brick built compound. I don't know. It feels like uh, uh, this is what people ought to do on a staycation. Uh, stay in their own house on fucking garden chairs, I tell you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm doing. So uh, and I wasn't lined up right with a camera. I know. I know. Um. But there we go. Anyway, I spent talking of nice weather. It has been fucking glorious last weekend. Um, I spent Sunday at Bushfest, uh, which is uh, in Craigley Heath, at the Hollybush Pub, touted as the smallest arts festival in the world. Uh, basically, it's just one pub, um, and it was out in the garden. There, there was no shade. Two acts before I went on. The um, the shading, the the have a go shading that had been put up, some sort of, you know, 
macrame uh, awning that have been put up by Dave. Um, because it is the bush and it's never going to, and nothing's ever going to go to plan. Nothing, you never know really when you're on on a normal night. Uh, you never know how long you're meant to be doing. You never know how, like, it's it's a haphazard um, evening, but um, that is part of the charm of the place. Uh, in winter and stuff like that, it gets people to bring in pallets for the fire. That, it's that sort of place. There's been a fucking urinal missing since I started doing stand-up, like, 14 years ago. It was one of the first places I started to play, and it is still one of the places I go to do new material. Um, uh, because it's it runs every week. They always get an audience. Um, I mean, it's the same audience all the time, more or less. <laughs> the same people that you're trotting out stuff to uh, over the years, but um, it's it's got a pretty good vibe. So um. So I did Bushfest. They've been running it sort of like all weekend. So they've done it, I think, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I did Sunday afternoon um, at about, I don't know, about three, four o'clock. I think I got there and it was fucking roasting on Sunday. I don't know what it temperature was, about 28 degrees. I've moved over to... Um, Rather than uh, saying it was like 80 or something. But uh, yeah, it was about 27, 28 degrees, I think. And it was fucking roasting right in the sun. I put shorts on. Three quarter length shorts to go on stage. I ditched my usual black because I had to drive up there. And I thought it's just going to be too fucking hot. Even though I've got aircon in the car, I wanted to save the petrol. Yeah, because I'm a cheapskate. Not getting paid for it, but doing it out of the love of doing stand-up. Um, and, uh, it, it was kind of nice just to fuck, fuck around and do a few ideas, uh, on stage. Um, but everybody was wilting, uh, in the audience cause it was that hot. As I say, like two, two acts before me, the awning just completely all fell down. Um, I say awning that, 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 that makes it sound like it was a, a proper construction. <laughs> It? You think awning, you think, oh, did they have that little wheel thing where they wheel it out and it comes out on the... No, wasn't anything like that. It was just like a sheet of plastic, which possibly heated the outdoors area up even more, um, not allowing the breeze to go through and just like, you know, radiating through the plastic onto people. Um, but it was fucking hot, i tell you that. Um... I've never been, you know, I was in direct sunlight on what you could say was, it was a, let's call it a stage area. Let's not call it a stage. It wasn't raised at all. Um, <laughs> it's like a feral child. <laughs> not raised and just fucking crazy. But um, uh, it, was, it was good fun to, um, to run out some newer stuff. Um, just before Freedom Day, obviously, that was yesterday, um, we got our freedom back, man. We got our freedom back, um, to a certain degree anyway. I think we still need sort of like passports and shit like that um, to make sure that you've had your, you've been double jabbed to get into venues and shit. But um, I think it's more or less 
returning to normal for a couple of months before um, I imagine uh, we have uh, another scare tactics and shit like that for um, for uh, for winter, isn't it? When that kicks in, because all the flu epidemic or and COVID epidemic will get amalgamated into one easily um, adaptable set of figures whereby the government can close us down again. Hey, Is that what it's coming to? Is that it? Every year now? Let's have a little bit of tea. I've fucking run out of milk as well, so the tea's... I know, I know. We're all over the shop today, people. We're all over the... Um, uh, all over the shop completely. Um, but it, it's been fucking glorious um, the last uh, the last week or so, uh, weather-wise. I just don't, you know, I don't get on well in hot weather. I'm all right if it's, you know, I fucking hate it when it's really cold. I'm a typical English guy, people out there. I hate it if it's too cold. I'll fucking moan if it's too warm. There's about a a three degree area where I quite like it, around about 20, 20, 19, 20 and 21 degrees. That's where I operate at my best. That's where all English people live between those sort of like temperatures, 19, 20, 21. You know, I don't particularly like it when it gets, you know, really fucking cold. Some mornings are quite nice. I do like the seasons. I like the change. You know, like when the nights start drawing in and that sort of thing, it gets a little bit cozier in winter. I couldn't, you know, towards Christmas and that, when it's dark in the mornings, dark at night, feels cozy, you know, when you come in and it's cold outside. Stick the fire on. Fucking lovely. Glass of wine. Something like that. Glass of port at Christmas. And, um, yeah, I like that. I like all that. But um, I mainly operate in between 19, 20, 21 degrees. That's it. <laughs> Essentially room temperature. Maybe that says you tells you uh, how unadventurous I am. What's your favourite sort of temperature? Room temperature, to be perfectly honest. That's it. That'll do me. Central heating... 20 degree temperature. I like that. Nothing too sweaty. You're not, you know, sitting about getting a bit clammy or anything like that or get up to make a cup of tea and suddenly break out into a sweat. But this weather this weekend, fuck me, man. It was fucking warm. I put the old top down on when I got off the motorway. I thought I'll get a bit of fresh air. Put the old top down on the car. Could just feel my head fucking my my freshly shaved head just bubbling like the fucking topping of a pizza. Um, yeah, so that's that. That was my weekend, anyway. Um, and then uh, it was it was quite nice trying out the new stuff. Some of it went all right. Some of it went needs a bit of work. But you know, these are the things that happen to us people, aren't they? Um, let's have a look. Somebody's. I'm checking my phone all the time at the minute um, because um, there may be an update about the sale, people. Who knows? It's fucking dragging on, isn't it? It is dragging on. So um, 
what we've got to look forward to this week, we've got the Olympics, people. A few watching a few sports that you not normally wouldn't give a fuck about. That is the Olympics to me, people. Isn't it? Mm, archery is on. Mm, I watch that. It's a new way to procrastinate. That's what the Olympics gives you, didn't it? Under the guise that you're taking an interest in a sport that you've never given a fuck about, you get to sit there relentlessly all day. All day, every day, all day, every day, for two weeks, justifying to yourself why you're not doing anything with your life because you're fucking, you know, because you're into skateboarding now. (laughs) Or BMXing. They're actually in the Olympics, aren't they? Skateboarding and BMXing. They're out there now, aren't they? All those fucking rude boy fucking dudes. They've got dudes in the Olympics. They've allowed it now, people. They've allowed dudes. Hey, man, that was a great Ollie. did. Thank you. Uh, anyway, that was that. Um, local news as well. Also, as well, uh, we've had visitations uh, here at Briggs Towers by the old badger that keeps uh, coming along all the time. Um Usually about 11, 12 at night. I'll hear a rustling. I'll go out for a fag and I'll hear a rustling outside the front. And uh, I had a bit of a standoff. I did post something on my uh, Facebook page about it. Um, uh, The badgers, they're fucking cute. I don't give a shit if they give people tuberculosis or they've got bovine tuberculosis or they kill cows or something like that. They're fucking beautiful. There's something lovely about, I know I'm on the outskirts of the town here. We are quite close to, um, you know, the countryside out this way. Um, We've got the river, like, just down from us. There's a fucking country park just over the way. Um, But there is something nice about being up late and seeing, you know, just nature going about its day, not, you know, not being bothered by anyone. There's a little, like, there's a little um, bit, like, outside that um, it's all the water runoff and that sort of thing. Because pl- these places were built on, you know, uh, floodplains or whatever. So all the water runoff from all the fields and stuff goes straight through the estate, like a river, basically. When it um, when it rains, it's like a river going right through. And that's literally, like, outside my door. Not not literally outside my door. I don't step into it, but you know what I mean. It's like a couple of metres away or whatever. Because that, nobody gives you a front fucking garden these days. They don't need a front garden, do they? Nah. Um, says the developers. Just cram them all in like fucking battery hens. And claim that it's a new eco estate by popping a couple of solar panels about the place. Uh, do they need car parking? No, they'll all be cycling to work. They will be. We'll just give them one car parking space. Fucking idiots. Anyway. Yeah, they're so, so the uh, the badgers sort of like use that um, as their little hunting track. I think they eat, you know, they eat worms and fucking bugs and fucking whatever. They eat anything, don't they? Nuts, raisins. They're 
love fucking, you know, love a bit of fucking Alpen in the morning, the old badgers. <laughs> bowl of Alpen. That's what I ought to do. I ought to leave a bowl of Alpen out for them. See if they like that shit. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that was quite nice. There's just something nice about seeing nature going about itself. Every time I, um, because I have to go into um, the day job, which I am still doing. Uh, at the minute, well, whilst I, um, uh, I think I'm going to do it up until I move and then fuck it off. Um, so, um, up until I move, uh, I'm still doing that just to get the money in, obviously, because, um, although stand up started again, there is, doesn't seem to be as many gigs about. And being as I'm dumping all my old material, I need time to get the new stuff ready. So I've got to fucking hammer on through with that uh, and get that up to speed. I know, I didn't think this through. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't think it through at all. I thought, well, right, that's it. Ditch the old material and then I'll just write some new stuff and then you kind of forget that you actually need to try out and um, and hone that new stuff until it's uh, until it's ready to be plucked like a fucking ripe apple and then immediately as soon as you take a few bites of that it starts going brown and decaying uh and then we're on to the next stuff there we go there's a there's a (laughs) there's a happy fucking thought for us all so anyway it was nice i'm trying to make for i'm desperately what it is i'm desperately trying to make friends with this badger but he don't trust me man I do the old, uh, like that. I don't know. That just seems the universal noise to attract animals to you. Doesn't it? That's what we... He gets her attention and he just looks over at me like that. And I'm like, I've got some... Well, I don't say that. I don't say I've got some nuts here for you. I just casually sort of like toss nuts at him. And fucking grapes and shit. But he he ain't having a bar of it at the minute. I'm assuming it's a he. He's out at night, isn't he? You know, <laughs> he's not scared about going out at night. I imagine it's a he badger. You know, he's wandering around, not looking over his shoulder all the time. Oh, oh, is someone following me? Texting on the phone, you know, not carrying a rape alarm at night. I imagine it's a he badger. It may be a she. Maybe a she. I don't know. Don't know. I haven't got that close to check, to be perfectly honest. Um. So... <coughs> Sorry about that. Let's have a little bit more tea. I'm getting a bit I'm getting a bit groggy people here. So, um Yeah, so I'm desperately trying to be friends. There's nothing like that, is there? You feel a connection, didn't you? You know, to the world around you when some sort of like wild animal, you know, vaguely takes an interest in you and comes up and says hello. You know. That's it, isn't it, really? You see it in these videos all the time, don't they? Oh, my God, he's got such an affinity. I have no affinity with animals at all. Um, I spent most of my life trying to fend off dogs from fucking me in some way. (laughs) That's it, isn't it? When a dog just gets too fucking excitable and you're like, hey, mate, how you doing? Fucking... I think Richard Pryor did something on that, didn't he? I think so. 
before we get uh, done for plagiarism here. Uh, anyway, let's have a look at the uh, fucking stories that have been uh, whizzing around uh, the internet. One of them's quite good. One of them uh, is um, uh, it's same old story, and it, it, this is uh, one. Uh, they've actually got the x-rays with it as well, though. Uh, Eye-watering is the headline for this. Uh, man has six-inch handheld shower head removed from his bum after accidentally slipping in the shower. He's not accidentally slipped, does he? We know what he's doing. You might as well. If you ever did that, let's read the story first before we comment on it. A man has had a six-inch handheld shower head removed from his bum. I'd have gone with anus there. Uh, after he accidentally slipped in the shower. Uh, the 26-year-old from India. What happens to fucking doctor's, you know, doctor's confidentiality? Does that not run in India? You hear stories about this all the time over here, though, as well, don't you? Uh, had to detach the PVC pipe connecting to the shower head to the wall to get to hospital. Um... Upon admission to Aram Manohar, I have butchered that, Lahia Hospital and Postgraduate Institute of Medical Education, Jesus, and Research in New Delhi. Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a name. Our one here in Northampton is just called the General. The General Hospital, they generally admit you. Uh, the man denied he had put the shower head there himself. You might as well, you know. His vitals were stable and there was no evidence of blood in his rectum, according to the BMJ case report. Scans revealed the shower head was six inches deep into the man's pelvis, but had not caused any internal damage. The man was put under general anaesthesia uh, while doctors removed the object. Yanked it out, I imagine. <laughs> the best way to do that would just reattach the cord and just yank it out, surely. Um... If you're if you're ever caught in this situation, you might as well just admit to it, mightn't you? I mean, who's gonna who's gonna believe that if you go in hospital with anything up your ass, you might as well just go. Look, I was a bit curious what it might feel like, but uh, I didn't think it through. Thoroughly. Um, my mum just wants a cactus back. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't care how you get it. If you could just pull it out, clean it off a bit, and uh, I can put it back on a mantelpiece, and uh, she's gonna be none the wiser. Yeah, we all know what I did here. <laughs> we all know what I did. I didn't fall on it. I didn't, you know, slip. And then suddenly we know that, you know, that that cactus pot has got my fingerprints all over it. We know this. Um, the report notes how the correct size material and number of objects needs to be determined before treatment can proceed. Oh, man, there's a picture of it afterwards. Ah. Oh, it's got... Oh, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a fucking shower head, but it's got like a T-bit at the top. Why would you... Oh, man. 
Ah, oh, that's so rank. The picture of it is fucking horrendous. Ah, oh, no wonder he got it stuck up there. Jesus. He's gone the wrong way with that. If you're just trying that out, he's gone the wrong way. He's put it. He's put it so it's, so it must have grabbed onto him. You want the smooth? Surely you want the smooth bit, don't you? I'm not a connoisseur of ramming things in my anus, but surely he couldn't have done that before. That's got to be a first-time thing. That is all. If anything, that is a rookie error he's made there. You just look at the design of that shower and you think, well, you unscrew, you unscrew the the lead bit, surely, and then whack it up that way. You're not going to do it, you know, with um, with that bit. Why would you shove it that way? The bit, the the you know, the bit that's shaped like a T bit. At the top, you'd go, you know, you want you want the eye bit, don't you? The bit that's smooth and looks like an eye, I don't know. Maybe I've, I've, I've never myself sort of like tried that. So I've never been that curious. There's some things, you know, that's not going to, it's not going to be one of those things I'm ever going to be Googling. I don't think, you know, some things you, you see a documentary or, or some or you, you hear about some you think, oh, Google that. That sounds interesting. This is not one of the things I've ever really been interested in. <laughs> but just just on what I know of the human body. Of how certain parts of the human body are formed and that they can fit in and out of an asshole. They're not T-shaped. You know, you're just going to, you'd whack it up that way, wouldn't you? Or you'd need a hell of a lot of lube or be able to do yoga to get that back out. Jesus. Well, you know, takes all sorts, doesn't it? I I imagine he's never, ever going to do that again, unless he comes back (laughs) the next week. Oh, you'll never guess what. He's got a fucking, you know, half a champagne bottle up there. I was just celebrating <laughs> coming out of hospital the last time and uh, slipped again and landed on the champagne bottle. Oh, no. As he coughs up the fucking cork. Jesus. Um, yeah, you just hold your hands up there, don't you? You just hold your hands up. And you're like, we all know what happened here, don't we? I've been, uh, I've been uh, reading up on enemas. And uh, was the actual shower initially turned on? It says last year, is is one. Uh, it says last year a man perforated his bowel after he lost control of a thirty inch bendy sex toy after a boozy night. Thirty inch, Jesus Christ! What's that? 30 centimetres is, what, 12 inches. So that's fucking over double the size of a 30 centimetre ruler. Jesus. I'm not surprised he perforated his bowel with that. The 53-year-old man presented to A&E complained of severe lower abdomen pain admitted he had inserted a non-battery operated sex toy into his rectum. 
Doctors noted that sex toy had been inserted into the rectum when the man was under heavy alcohol influence, which led to a loss of control. <laughs> well, we've all done it, haven't we? You have a few drinks, things get a bit crazy. The next minute, you're being admitted into A&E with a fucking 30-inch fucking dildo up your ass. <laughs> oh, we've all done it. You know, it's one drink too far, isn't it? We always promise ourselves, I'll just have the two. And then I'll go home. Then you have that third one. And the next minute you're ramming things into your own asshole. <laughs> Fuck me. Jesus. Fair play to him, though, for admitting it. Look, I got a bit pissed. The only thing I had was a 30-inch uh, bendy sex toy. I thought I'd give it a go. Uh, but now... Uh, it seems to, uh, my bowel seems somewhat painful and I need you to fix this situation. <laughs> That's what these people are basically going into hospital going, look, I fucked up. You know I fucked up. I know I fucked up. Now, I need you to fix this situation with the least amount of publicity. That, uh, that happened in A&E as well. That happened in the UK. I thought doctors in the UK weren't meant to talk about that shit. They're fucking blabbermouths. I know it's going to be difficult not to talk about this, isn't it? You know, you go home, you see your wife. How was work today, honey? You are never going to fucking believe this. I dragged a fucking anaconda out of somebody's anus today. <laughs> isn't it? I just grabbed onto the fucking bowel. Jesus, 53-year-old guy. Never mind. That's got to be, you You, you know, you've got to have that laying around the house anyway, haven't you? A 30-inch bendy sex toy, I mean. I imagine he was just banging it. Fucking, just got a fucking, like a tent-peg hammer. One of those big block fucking wooden ones. Just bang it in to see how far it goes. Ah, oh, we're almost there. As it's forcing his lunch back up through his stomach and out of his mouth. Jesus. Scrambled eggs coming up after that hit. Uh, what are we on? Half an hour, people. Half an hour. Um, we're going to have to end there, aren't we? I'm sorry to be one of those podcast episodes where it's just nothing but bawdiness and sex talk. Isn't it? But it made me laugh a little bit. And we haven't got time to do anything else. Um... That is episode 231 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, if you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Have a good rest of your fucking week. And I'll speak to you then. You take care now. <laughs>